Their OU insider, Ryan Neighbor, joins us here on this Thursday. And, man, I'm not sure where we start, but I guess we should start with the uh, the lack of being able to throw it in the ocean last night for the Sooners up at Iowa State. Not, I mean, that's a good basketball team. We know that. But did you expect anything like that? Yeah, not at all. But to, to uh, shoot, you know, south of 32%, just 3 of 17 from beyond the three-point line is just uh, – head scratching it's it's incredible uh to to think that they they held iowa state to just uh 33 shooting and and still lost by 13 in a game that uh, wasn't you know you you think if you hold lipsy and gilbert to a combined 424 that you should be able to at least be really close and at the very end or uh you know winning pretty handily but uh, you know, OU just couldn't get it done last night, and um, just a really disappointing loss. Not to go up there and, and lose to a team like Iowa State, who's as highly ranked as they are, but uh, you know, just the way it happened has to be disappointing for uh, Porter Moser and his team. Yeah, and I, I'm wondering is is that kind of a microcosm of the year? I mean, you know, suddenly really good, and then you know, win that game, the Bedlam game, with a with just a tremendous clutch shot, and then this kind of an egg right there. I mean, I I get the important Porter Porter seems to still be kind of up and forward and all that, but is this kind of this team? Yeah, I think certainly since Big Twelve play began, that's been. Uh, the way that they've been, and and they haven't been able to find any level of consistency there. And at this point, uh, you know, it's it's almost too late to think that that, that any will come. So, uh, you know, they've got uh, a chance to close strong there. With obviously Houston on Saturday is going to be a really uh, tough uh, battle for them, and and the return of Kelvin Sampson and all that, but. Uh, you know, after that, Cincinnati and Texas, and they really need to uh, certainly need to win one of those. But, uh, you know, it would uh, be really good for them to win at least a couple of them to uh, feel solid uh, going into the tournament, not only about their place in the tournament, but, you know, the seed uh, that they're going to get. Ryan Abers with us from the Daily Oklahoma, and he is our Oklahoma insider here on the Blitz 1170. And as a matter of fact, something you just mentioned is what Bryce Hulse wants to talk about. Bryce? Yeah, Ryan, I wanted to ask, you know, what do you expect uh, the overall reception will be when Kelvin Sampson returns to the LNC on Saturday? Yeah, I think it's going to be a positive one. I mean, I think, uh, you know, people remember what what he was able to do with this, this team and, and to, you know, lead them to, you know, pretty, pretty good heights. He, he certainly wasn't uh, Billy Tubbs in terms of personality <laughs> or style or, uh, you know, the way that fans uh, gravitated toward him. But, uh, you know, people, even though the style could be criticized some, uh, the, the uh, system that he uses and used, uh, you know, he had success with it. And that's uh, certainly more than they could say for uh, a, a lot of the time since. Uh, you know, clearly this, this program has had it had its moments since Kelvin uh, Sampson left, but hasn't been able to have that same. Uh, well, other than uh, you know, some during Lon Kruger's era, hasn't been able to have that same sustained success that Kelvin uh, Sampson had with the Sooners. Certainly, you don't expect this team will play like they did played last night. But what do you expect? This is a really good Houston team. 
Yeah, it really is. And I, I think it's going to be really difficult for them to, to hang in there, especially with, uh, you know, some of the, the injuries that they've had, the, the things, uh, you know, you, you look last night that Porter Moser makes his first uh, starting lineup change of the year, putting uh, Rivaldo Soares in there and taking Otega away out. Away doesn't have a, a great – not that anybody had a great shooting night, really. Uh, Soares had a decent one, but outside of that, but Away one for five. I think it's going to be really difficult for them to find a way to, to hang into this game when you look at – Everything that Houston has from top to bottom, you know, LJ Cryer, the, the year that he's having, and uh, Jamal Shedd, and, and on and on, uh, just their depth, I think, is going to make them uh, really difficult for the suitors to, to handle. But OU has hung in there with, uh, you know, some, some really good teams uh, to this point. Uh, but uh, it's, it's hard to imagine a path for them to uh, pull this one off. All right, so what is the what's the best scenario for this basketball team down the stretch? Realistically, this going to be a grinder again of a Big Twelve tournament. We've proven that with Kansas losing UCF and BYU winning at you know in Lawrence. I mean, Houston's been pretty consistent. Uh, I say that they've had their moments too. What's the best mo for this team during the tournament? You think? Well, I, I think it's just going to be about matchups, as so much is in, in college basketball. And I, I think it's really uh, as long as they don't get Kansas early, because I think Kansas is just an awful matchup for them. Uh, you, you feel like you've got a chance now, maybe outside of, of Houston and that the, the uh, uh, consistency, like you mentioned, that they've showed in general. Uh, so, it's just going to be about matchups, and but they they need to find a way to uh, I think win at least one of these three last three games. It'd be really helpful if they could somehow find a way to win two uh, and and win a game in the tournament, just to get themselves maybe out of at least that eight nine range and potentially that seven ten range to set yourself up to at least have a chance to advance out of that first weekend. A couple more moments here with Ryan Aber, our OU insider from the Daily Oklahoma, and we'll find out what he's writing for Oklahoma here in the next few minutes. But there again, there is just so much to do. Last thing is about basketball before we move on. Do you see growth? Do you see momentum? You know, we're having the same conversation about Oklahoma State. There's some people who believe that Mike Boynton's team is just stagnant and it's not going to change. I don't really see that in Oklahoma, and Porter's still at it. It is fairly new compared to Mike. But do you see the kind of movement, the kind of what you hope to be progress that gives you hope for the future for the team to continue to grow and get better? Yeah, I think there's no doubt about it when you look at uh, what they – were last year what they they uh, sort of morphed into this year the success that Porter Moser has had in in going into the transfer portal with guys like uh, Soares and um, you know I think if a lot of people would have been told hey they're going to be uh, right there on the the, the cusp of they're probably going to be in the NCAA tournament with three games to go um, I think a lot of people would have would have taken that. Uh, with this team and the expectations that they had this year. Now the growth hasn't been, uh, you know, enormous and they've still got some pretty big steps forward that they need to take. But at the same time, you look at what they're going into next year in the sec and it's not nearly as deep as the big 12. So if you can take some steps forward, 
you could make a pretty dramatic step forward in terms of where you are standing wise in your conference uh, next year. Uh, in the Southeastern Conference versus the Big 12 and what it is now. Yeah, that SEC is good at the top, uh, not so good at the bottom, there's no question. Let's turn for a moment to football. The news yesterday about Jacob Lacey more than likely retiring because of blood clots. He had a problem with it last year. They cleared him to play, so I think a lot of people might have been surprised by this. Brent Venables calls it devastating. What will it mean to that program if Jacob is truly out like we think? Yeah, and, and he actually announced on Twitter about an hour ago that that, that was going to be the case, that uh, uh, he's had a couple of pulmonary embolisms uh, in the last year, and it's just too too dangerous for him to uh, continue to try to f- play football. And it's uh, a big loss for him, not a or big loss for the Sooners, uh, certainly for him as well. Uh, just, just really tough for a guy that uh, – was really embraced by this program, and um, you know, even though his staff, you know, don't jump off the page at you, he, there was a lot that he did. I think both on and off the field that really helped to, to elevate that defensive line, and uh, to to not have him uh, next year when they they really hope to have him is is really tough for for him and for the Sooners. They've got some. Uh, some younger players who are going to have to step up and uh, you know play much bigger roles uh, next year without uh, Jacob Lacey in there. Yeah, with Gentry Williams being gone for the spring with Labrum, uh, big deal, not a big deal. Yeah, I think uh, think you know not as big a deal. Gentry Williams has some some experience, so I don't think missing the the spring is going to uh, set him back too much. Uh, now they they need to take advantage of it with those guys that are going to get those extra reps uh taking some steps forward back there they really need to build some depth on that back end and you know sometimes we've seen it help in depth building when you've got a guy who you know what his role is going to be uh who's out in the spring we saw that on the offensive line a couple years ago with when Creed Humphrey uh missed a, a decent amount of time so we'll see if uh, they do that again or are able to do that again with uh, Gentry Williams out. And let's uh, just one moment get into softball because we obviously have the opening of Love's Field tomorrow. When's the last time you were down there? Uh, I actually drove by it yesterday uh, on the way to, to Lloyd Noble Center, and there's a lot of work still to go. <laughs> it's uh, sort of hard to think when you look at it that they're going to be ready to play and, and you know, uh, whatever it is, uh, 30 hours or so, mm-hmm. but uh, they're really working hard, working around the clock to try to make that happen. It's still going to be a work in progress when it opens, but at least the uh, field level and the seats uh, will be ready to go for sure. And uh, I know it's a really exciting time for, for OU softball fans to be opening uh, and the program itself to be opening uh, Love's Field finally. Now, yesterday, Patty Gasso got pretty emotional talking about Marita Hines Field and what that has meant to her and her program. And I think you get an idea of how much this does mean to her when you watch that. I'm sure for you who's been around her more, that's probably not a surprise. But there's a moment there yesterday. It was pretty touching, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. And, you know, we're uh, sitting right there next to the field, and she looks out the window at uh, uh, the the, the playing surface and, and just teared up and you know it's this program has come a long way and that's actually what I'm writing today 
is this program has come a, a long, long way from when Patty Gasso got there. They mm-hmm. were playing over at Reeves Park and having to, <laughs> uh, you know, clean up the beer bottles from uh, <laughs> the, the, the adult softball games the night before and before they could practice to Marita Hinesfield, which is, uh, you know, a, a really still a solid facility for, for uh, a college softball program, but not at the level that uh, they need to uh, go into a palace at Love's Field and, and all the room that they're going to have, the extra team meeting room, the extra fans that are going to be able to uh, come and watch them play, just going to be uh, you know, going to go from a sort of a middle-of-the-pack stadium to uh, no doubt the best stadium in college softball. So she uh, she's pretty emotional thinking about all the people who helped that uh, happen, Marita Hines, those uh, players from those early uh, teams that uh, only played at Reeves Park, the players from the 2000 team that uh, won the national championship and helped them become what they are now. So uh, it's going to be a, a really, a really cool moment on uh, Friday not only open the stadium, but to, to have that dedication before. And I know there's going to be a lot of uh, former players around for that. Yeah, it should be great. What's going to happen to Hinesfield? Yeah, they're not 100% sure yet. They're going to have to keep it uh, you know, pretty close to what it is right now because the OU is going to have to use it for the locker room area, if nothing else. Yeah. Probably going to use it for practices for much of this season. But, uh, you know, after the season, when they fully get moved in, they'll uh, get a, a better sense of that. It's not going to surprise me if it winds up being a, a parking area just because of the needs of that area and the fact that, uh, you know, right now people for softball are going to be parking over at uh, Lloyd Noble Center mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to have to close the street between uh, the Lloyd Noble Center and, and Love's Field. But, uh you know, we'll see what they ultimately uh, decide to do there. Yeah, it, it, it I, you know, it, it, you hate to see it, it, but you know it's important to move on. And, and when you have that kind of history, it uh, hopefully at least something, maybe a plaque in the ground, you know, at the end of the day when it's all said and done and it becomes parking day, you know what happened here, the history began. All right, so catch Ryan Aber in the Oklahoman, and you'll catch that, as he just mentioned, about softball and where we're headed. Hey, in, enjoy out there tomorrow, and let's make sure we go diving together this summer. Sounds great. I would uh, certainly love that one. Yeah, we appreciate it, Ryan. As always, and have a good one. You too. Ryan Aber, our Oklahoma insider from the Daily Oklahoma, 749 here on the Blitz 1170.